WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, man, there's some Derek Jeter hate on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Didn't take you guys long. A little salty Monday. Salty, cynical. I mean, wait till this Hell State pitching coach thing gets settled out. If it's not Justin Parker, you guys are going to... Or Jason Parker. Is it Justin or Jason? It's Justin. Yeah, Justin. Make sure I had that right. I just saw a blip of uh, Justin Thomas on the TV. My mind went a little crazy there for a second. He's a golfer, by the way. He's not getting hired as the Mississippi State pitching coach. I guess he could take it, but that'd be a... Cut and pay. Um, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. On National Martini Day, we'll go with a ribeye, medium rare, bacon-wrapped shrimp, and a Tito's Vodka Martini straight up with three blue cheese olives. Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We're streaming live for you on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. Uh, we've got some hotty toddy. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins, we run the sip. That's a lot. Uh, socks that I bought from Finch and Kelly in Oxford. Oxford's newest custom clothing store. We've done a couple of remotes up there. It's a wonderful shop. You can get fitted. Get your next sport coat, button down, whatever. Um, I've got to order that sport coat I was talking about with cigars in the um, inside. What am I trying to say? Anyway, uh, Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors caller line 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bow Bounds. And your ag up. Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. And I know. Tell me your favorite restaurant or bar in Oxford. That's how you enter. We will pick. We'll give away two pairs today. And and then I'll, I'll hold a couple of pairs for maybe next month. Don't you think? And do another giveaway maybe around SEC media days. Okay. That's how you enter, and you could win some Quinshawn Judkins Ole Miss socks that are really cool looking, and they're nice. Um, whoever that manufacturer is, is they did a good job on them. Uh, they're pretty pretty sharp. You probably want to sport some, don't you? Well, I mean, yeah. It wants- You're kind of a pseudo Ole Miss fan, right? See, I'm not going to go into that. I uh, I don't like to out myself or in any way, left or right, on the uh, on the show. But, okay. Uh, but he was immaculate last season, uh, especially with a, a weak schedule. Man, he took advantage of it. Uh, no, no, he's a, he's a phenomenal player. I, we had nothing to do with the. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a phenomenal player, regardless of who they were playing. He may have run out a little steam just because a lot of true freshmen hit a wall, and they put so much on him. Um, but, 
and I'm sure he was banged up. I mean, I know everybody is six, seven, eight games in, but he's a hell of a football player. Now, my question is, who's going to be the wide receiver at Ole Miss? Like, who's going to be the the dude? Not just a good, not 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 a good. Who's going to be the dude? at Ole Miss for Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders. I think Spencer Sanders, probably a good chance he transfers in August. But let's just say he stays. Who's going to be the guy for Dart or Sanders? I mean, the playmaker. The guy. I don't mean the guy that can light up Mercer. (laughs) Okay? And I know, you know, like Mingo going for 247 yards against Vanderbilt. That's not what I'm talking about. And and Ole Miss, does, I, I guess that. I didn't even have it up. Ole Miss does open against Mercer. Um, God, pick on Mercer. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. I'm sure it's a wonderful school with wonderful people. They're good people. Yeah. is Are they in like, is, is it a small school in South Carolina? Will you look it up, Alex? Uh, and look, Mississippi State opens up with Southeast Louisiana. I think that's what SLU is. Um but the bottom line is, for Ole Miss, who is going to be the stud-wide receiver? And for Mississippi State, who's going to be the stud-wide receiver? Mississippi State actually has the most talented wide receiver out of the two schools in Justin Robinson. But the question is, does Justin have the stuff in his chest and between his ears to do what is necessary? Okay like in A.J. Brown. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be that good. But those guys, not only did they have talent, but they had the will and the drive and the want, you know, all the things that we roll our eyes about, but that actually matters. Just like we just saw in the NBA playoffs with Jokic and and you see in uh, the Super Bowl with Mahomes. That stuff. And you, you know, you elevate in big games and you make people around you better. So, who do you think is going to be the guy for Ole Miss? At the wide, any, I don't care what spot. But who do you think? Quinshawn will be good, but this day and age, you got to be, you got to have a dude. You actually need more than one, but you got to have a dude at wide receiver in this league. I think you have two questions to answer if you're Ole Miss next season, is Jordan Watkins ready to step into that role? And also, is Michael Trigg turning out to have a career like Jonathan Mingo did where it's just kind of underwhelming, where everybody, you know, each year in and out was saying, this is the year he's going to erupt. This is the year he's going to do it this year. He was hurt last year. He's going to do it this year. It kind of happened for Mingo year in and year out. So is the same thing happening to Trigg? Or is it possible that this is the year that Trigg kind of like takes control That's a great question. At, of the tight end position? Did he grow up? You could tell Lane was frustrated with him. Weren't even, we weren't even sure if he was going to stay on the team. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got talent. How much? I don't know. And Ole Miss went big uh, as far as paying him a ton of money. So are you going to get any kind of ROI from Trigg? That's, I mean, he's a tight, well, he's a flex, so, you know, he, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. The the guys this day and age, if you get the right guy, 
it's almost, you know, it's that combo tight end wide receiver. So maybe, but I didn't see anything that told me that. Um, and he didn't really like to block, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's from the Pac-12, right? They don't, they don't play <laughs> physical football, right? I mean, nothing about that surprised me. Now, I will say this. I thought Jackson Dart was as tough as a Waffle House steak at 4 a.m. I mean, that kid took shot after shot last year and got up. His toughness component impressed me. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. Caller line. That's where you go to get the easy go golf car. And that that's the place to go. Ben Nelson, Golf and Outdoors. Easy go golf cars. Our caller line 601-707-3750. Jason. Mississippi State insider Steve Robinson just posted that it is confirmed Justin Parker is the new pitching coach. Wow. So Lamonis brings Justin Parker across SEC to coach. Will this get him? I mean, I know he's still got to win on the field. But will this give Lamonis some breathing room? He just went and poached a pitcher, pitching coach, from a program that's been winning big. How do you feel about it, Hale State fans? You ready to start drinking martinis on National Martini Day? It's also also National Watch Day. But Justin Parker is the new pitching coach for Hell State. Hit us up on the text line, 601-885-3776. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you. 
Mississippi State has a new pitching coach. Uh, Justin Parker was the pitching coach for the South Carolina Gamecocks. We welcome in Hale State Insider, Jeans Page, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast, Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve, Chris Lamonis desperately needed a win. Uh, the optics are good here, regardless of what actually shakes out. Right now, it is a win for Lamonis and the program. What's your initial reaction to the news? Well, this is like sweeping a super regional against the top eight national seed. I mean, you know, there was so much discussion last Monday. It looked like things were going in the direction of Mike Silva, and I don't know that that would have moved the needle, to be honest with you. I know baseball people are really excited about you know Silva and the trajectory of his career, and I don't know that it would have been you know something that would have excited Mississippi State fans, but Justin Parker's I certainly should, one of the best pitching coaches in the country. And you do the big boy thing. You do the blue blood thing. You go to South Carolina, a team that has won multiple national championships in your and they're in your league, and you go take their pitching coach. That's what established blue blood type programs do. Huge hire for Chris Simonis, an absolute home run hire for him. When many people thought the search would ultimately settle on maybe a level C or D level candidate, instead Lamonis goes out and gets one of the top pitching coaches in the country. And he desperately needed a win, didn't he, Steve? With what's happened the well, last two years. Well, the bottom line is, is, you know, this is arguably the most important hire Chris Simonis will ever make. Sure. And and what does he do? You know, he didn't go up there and get a little bleeder of a single. He goes up there and knocks it out of the park. And, and yeah, I mean, he needed to do some things to kind of galvanize the base. This is what does it. You, you get the guy on campus. And listen, two weeks ago, I had people very, very close to the situation telling me Justin's not going to make a move this year. You know, even though he and Simonis have a relationship and Parker followed him at Indiana, uh, he's not going to make a move this year. And then, um, you know, late last weekend, I had somebody tell me that, hey, this might be a possibility. And when once there was blood and water, Lamontis went and closed this thing out. They had him and his wife on campus uh, Thursday or Saturday, flew the, the university plane up there, brought them back, had the big cookout at Lamontis' house, and uh, got the baseball families together. And they sold Justin and his wife on the possibility of coming to Mississippi State. And, and uh, it's a huge, huge day for Bulldog baseball. Now Parker's got to go out there and help get some pitchers in the portal and uh, get this thing going. But uh, I don't know that Chris Simonis could have done better. I mean, you, you could argue maybe if you go out there and get Nate Yeske, who many people consider, you know, kind of a head coach in wedding in many respects. Uh, but I would say Justin Parker, one of the top five pitching coaches in America. All right, Steve Robert Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Justin Parker is the new uh, Hell State pitching coach, and so he's got he's actually got some talent to work with, and we'll see what happens in the portal. I mean, what are your ex? Yeah, you don't want to like set people's expectations too high, just depending on who's going to enter. But uh, what what are realistic expectations in the portal? Knowing that, like you and I discussed, Skeens and Waldrop aren't going to be in the portal every year. No, they're not. And, and listen, you're not going to fix your program in the portal. You, you can fill some gaps, but, you know, you don't have a lot of those surefire weekend-type starters in the portal, at least not to this point. There will be some other guys that go in between now and July 13th, and once you get through Omaha, there'll be some guys with really good programs going in the portal. But, you know, by and large, Parker's biggest challenge is what do you do with the returning talent? How do you get that talent, uh, you know, up to snuff? And the good thing is, and, you know, we've talked about this before, 
no matter who the pitching coach is, you're going to see some marginal improvement just because guys are more experienced. And I think that's a big part of this thing, too. And I tell you, one of the things that was most exciting to me is I talked to a Major League Baseball scout. He said, the thing of what makes Justin Parker so good is if you look at South Carolina, everybody's fastball has movement. He doesn't, they don't throw flat fastballs at South Carolina. And uh, sometimes it's a rise, sometimes it's sink, but everybody's fastball has movement to it, and that's what makes them so difficult to hit. So when you've got guys here that have some arm talent, you got guys that got some experience, you just got to tweak a couple of things. And so obviously it's a big challenge. This is a pitching staff that uh, really struggled last year to throw strikes. But you look at what he did at South Carolina, and, and outside of maybe Noah Hall, I don't think there's anybody on that staff to look at and say, oh, yeah, this guy's a surefire uh, big leaguer someday. I mean, you know, Chris Beach is a guy that was just kind of an average pitcher, and he turned him into one of the best closers in the country. And so you know, his know-how and his ability to get things done obviously exists. Mississippi State has some talent that has been underutilized, and there's been some guys, too, that, that you know don't can't play here. And now Parker's challenge is, is let me take the existing pieces, get them better, and then supplement in the portal where perhaps we're deficient. Do you think that uh, the Bulldog Initiative and Justin Parker can uh, pay Cade Smith enough to come back for another year? I think that's going to be difficult to do, uh, just because of the fact if he does come back, he'll sign for peanuts the next year. And so I think if Cade gets an opportunity to go this year and gets a decent amount of money, he probably should. Because uh, it's not just about the signing bonus per se; it's about just kind of beginning your pro career. And you know, Cade's the guy that uh, had that we not had the abbreviated draft in 2020. Uh, Cade Smith never suits up in maroon and white because he would have certainly been drafted uh, in, in the full draft and probably would have signed. But uh, the reality of it is, is Cade's coming here and giving his best. But uh, I think his time is probably done. Okay. It would be a pretty development. And now he's the Hell State pitching coach. So. Um... Steve, what do you think they had to do? 500000 What do you think the number was? No, I don't think it went that high. Uh, Parker was making $206,000 a year at South Carolina. You know, it's incredible. And this is something, you know, you don't, you, you kind of acutely know what's happening at your program, but you don't really keep up with everybody else. Uh, Mark Kingston at South Carolina, when Nick Mangione signs his extension, Mark Kingston will be the lowest paid head coach in the Southeastern Conference out of South Carolina. And, you, and that's what a baseball AD Wow. You're going to ask yourself. How did this happen? You know, South Carolina, you know, kind of came out of nowhere under Ray Tanner, and then we're one of the best teams in the conference and in the country, and you're paying your pitching coach $206,000. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be near double that at Mississippi State, but I don't think it had to be half a million. But, uh, you know, there's always this uh, – So so he was at 206, and you feel like they went to four and change is what you're saying. Or maybe a little bit less. I think when the numbers come out, it'll be close to double what he was making at South Carolina. And again, that's the big boy move, right? I mean, it's like, hey, yeah. we're going we're to get the checkbook out because we believe in baseball here. And uh, we're going to go get the guy that's going to turn this thing around and and, uh, and likely prolong the Chris Simonis era here at Mississippi State. I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, even it's not the only issue, the biggest issue State's had the last two years has been pitching and the development development of these pitchers. And so, uh, that's what Justin Parker specializes in. He's a great evaluator, and he's a guy that knows how to get uh, guys to campus and then uh, turn them into SEC players. And then the bottom line is, you know, this this is the staff that had the second best ERA talking South. So, and that's Justin Parker. It's not like he went out there and has a bunch of guys that turned down first round money to come to school and he's riding their talent. He developed the existing talent and turned them into a, an elite pitching staff. All right. 
we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll do this again later in the week, but I uh, appreciate you coming on with uh, such short notice. Thanks. Sure, absolutely. See you. All right, so Justin Parker is the new Hell State pitching coach in Starkville. They went to South Carolina and got him, where he's had a tremendous amount of success. Look, we've had to be critical of Lamonis. You got to give him credit here. He and maybe others were able to close the deal and they were able to throw enough. I mean, they could have gone even higher. So let's just say they had to do 420 or whatever. That's about double. Um, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what Mississippi State didn't do for years. And this is the, I mean, to say that it's the number one, it's even more important than your head coach, your pitching coach. I mean, do you need a good head coach? Yeah. But you got to have a dude this day and age as a pitching coach. Kind of like an offensive coordinator. If you don't have somebody that can call plays the way college football is today, I mean, 85, three yards in a cloud of dust, different deal. Today, if you can't draw it up, call it, create space, same thing on the mound. If you can't deal and get swing and miss and, God forbid, throw strikes, you're done. Justin Parker is the new Mississippi State pitching coach. That's a big win for Chris Lamonis. And it's brought to you by Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor and Ridgeland, Starkville and Tupelo. Good morning. Welcome in. Your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck. Number one Jeep truck accessory stores in Mississippi. RPT and Glugstat. RPT and Flowood. And RPT Commercial in Pearl. Rick'sProTruck.com. Jeeps, trucks, SUVs, you name it, they can do it. Rick's Pro Truck. Also brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau insurance agent for big-time competitive rates and excellent customer service. Go to favorites.com. We want to welcome in our friend Michael Bratton, straight out of Nashville. That SEC podcast, he's an SEC insider. He joins us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. Michael Bratton, good morning. What's up, buddy? Hey, Bo, huge fan of the show. So, uh, man, pleasure's all mine. Well, I I appreciate you jumping on. no, so we went back and forth when I was in Nashville in March for the SEC basketball tournament. Is your studio downtown in Nashville? Yeah, downtown right on Music Row. Um, there's some big-time recording artists, from what I understand, that record in the same building with uh, where we are at. But uh, it's my girlfriend, actually. She's a musician, so she lets me rent it out or uh, whenever someone like yourself comes to, through Nashville, I try to get as many people as I can. And, yeah, I've, I've had Feinbaum in there. I've had, uh, you know, some SEC coaches in there. It's it's a good time. And I always offer a bourbon to, to everybody that comes through. Not everybody takes it, but I feel like the interviews are a lot better when we, we have some fine bourbon. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. So this now this interview is brought to you by Russell's Reserve Bourbon and Long Branch Bourbon which are our two uh, bourbon partners. 
And so I'm coming up in July for SEC Media Days. You going to have me in? Absolutely, man. It would that would be a great time. I uh, th- that would certainly be a, a fun conversation that uh, I know the audience would really appreciate. Well, I, and I tell you what, as as a thank you, I will bring you a bottle of Private Barrel Selection Russell's Reserve that we picked out last August up at uh, Wild Turkey. Well, now you're talking, Bo. I mean, I'm, it's a countdown to media days, but now it's a countdown to uh, getting that bottle in my, in my hands. I love it. All right, we'll sip on some bourbon and talk SEC football. Now, are you a Rocky Top guy? Is that right? Yeah, I graduated from Tennessee. Okay. Um, I thought so. And so y'all are coming off of a, a great year. Um, of course, the Bama game. And and mm-hmm. Hooker was so good and, and so on. Heupel looks like he's got this thing going in the right direction. Was it Clemson that you clobbered in the Orange Bowl? Is that right, Michael? Yeah, and it was, you know, believe it or not, largely the defense. The defense, suffocating defense. And, of course, Joe Milton, the guy that he's still a mystery to most. But, uh, you know, that was the best game he's ever played in his life. So it, it was not even a contest. All right. So Milton... Uh, are you buying him? I mean, are you? Do you believe that? Uh, I mean, let's let's not say he's going to be hitting hooker, maybe not, but um, that this guy is legit and can he may not be great, but can be good at this level. Well, Bo, I mean, he did look good in that bowl game, but uh, previously, the only time that he played in a meaningful game, your audience should know this well, was against Ole Miss, Neyland Stadium. It was that five-hour game that had to be delayed and all that. But the critical play of the game, the game was on the line. I think there was like four seconds left. And Tennessee was down by five points, I think it was. And instead of chucking it into the end zone for it, at least give him a shot, Joe Milton ran out of bounds. And that was the end of the game. So, I remember uh, that. Yes. There's, there's good, there's bad. But uh, I'm not fully buying into him personally, Bo, but – I think people that are buying in, it's it's a factor of Josh Heupel. And just everywhere he's been, he's produced these ridiculously good quarterbacks, at least statistically, because his system is so quarterback-friendly. They're going to have sure. good running backs, good receivers. I mean, it's it's essentially all on him. And, and even if he doesn't get it done, they do have uh, who many consider to be the number one quarterback prospect in the country, Nico E. Amalabea. I'm sure I butchered that, but uh, the wow. feeling in Knoxville is if, if Nico plays, it's it's a bad season. I mean, they're counting on Joe Milton. If they're going to have anything close to, to like they did last year, 11 wins, it's it's going to have to come through the arm of, of Joe Milton. Okay. So do you think that Heupel has been there long enough at Tennessee to r- reload or – are you expecting a slight step back and then maybe a better year next year, Michael? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. But, uh, you know, because we're just now really getting to the point, Bo, where Josh Heupel's going to be playing mostly his guys. I mean, basically all the players he's played thus far have been Jeremy Pruitt guys or transfers that uh, he did not – well, certainly you could say he developed them, but, uh, you know, it's more, more like the Lane Kiffin model where you bring someone in and ask them to do two or three things for you, and that's about it. And if, 
if they can't do it, that the the system doesn't operate. But now we're getting to a point where this is Josh Heupel guys. They they've developed in the system. Uh, so I don't personally, Bo. I don't know that there will be a, a big drop off because I think this is going to be the most talented team that Heupel has had to work with, and and that is definitely true on the defensive side of the ball. I've, they got blasted by South Carolina. There have been other games where the defense got blasted, but for some reason people just overlook the games where the defense kind of won it. And I'm talking the very last game that's played Clemson. LSU was won by the defense. Pitt last year, which was a critical crossroads game, won by the defense. Kentucky, they beat Kentucky 43-6. to They they made Will Levis look like he shouldn't have been drafted at all in the NFL. I remember yeah. that now. You just reminded people, me. Yeah. People don't talk about the defense, and this is by far going to be the best defense they have. So will they put up 50 points per game in the SEC like they did uh, with Hendon Hooker and, and Jalen Hyatt? I don't think so. But I think the defense will be better, and I don't anticipate a significant drop-off on the offense. So – uh, yeah, I think I think they can keep this going, and and Tennessee is is right up there with the elite of the elite in the country when it comes to NIL, and that is allowing them to add transfers at the right position, to allowing them to sign a five-star quarterback and other prospects that uh, you know are going to be counting on fairly early in their college career. All right, Michael Bratton, uh, that SEC podcast in Nashville downtown. Are you on Broadway? It's not Broadway. It's Music Row, so it's um, it, it's closer to Van. It's right across the street from Vanderbilt's campus. Ah, I love that area. You know, yeah. I um, when I was going there a lot, uh, this was like 10, 10 to twelve years ago. I would always stay at the Hotel Indigo right off the Vanderbilt campus. You know where that is? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's uh, when you're a local. That that's the area you go to. I mean, we don't go down to Broadway unless we have to. You know what I mean? just, that's for the tourists. You know? I got you. I, yeah, it was definitely touristy when I when I went to the. It, it had been a while, and when I went to Bridgestone, which is so nice. But yeah. when I went to the basketball tournament, yeah, I mean, all those bars and and touristy restaurants and bars had popped up down there and all the celebrities are opening things. I, I, I can see why you stay over at, um, at Vanderbilt, Michael Bratton, uh, sec insider on the farm bureau insurance guest line. So you, you guys have tough road games. Tennessee has tough road games at Florida and at Bama. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got Georgia at home. So I don't know how manageable do you think Florida will, I mean, they're going to be better. I, I know a lot of people don't believe in Napier. I actually think he's a hell of a coach. He, he did a really good job at La Lafayette. Um, how much better do you think Florida will be? Or do you? I got. I'll be honest with you, Bo. I think they're they could be awful. I mean, I really do think. Um, we we know what Billy Napier likes to do. He loves to to run the ball. You know that's that's his in his DNA. And they're having to replace their four best offensive linemen. Uh, we all know Anthony Richardson, the number four overall pick in the NFL draft, having to replace him. I don't, you know, it's crazy to say number four overall pick, and he's not a huge loss, but I, <laughs> I think that could be said because of just how inconsistent he was as his time as a starting quarterback for the Florida Gators. But I just look at this team, Bo, and I don't see the weapons. aside. They have two outstanding running backs. 
Uh, I, I don't think they've got great quality receivers. And then on the defense, they do got pieces all all around, but, I mean, the defense was just awful. And they brought in a new Austin Armstrong, 29-year-old, got him off of uh, Nick Saban's staff. He he was at Alabama for about two weeks, uh, previously Southern Miss, I believe, defensive coordinator. So maybe he can spark it. it, it I don't know. I, I just I don't know if you can count on a guy – Billy Napier is basically putting his his career on the line for a guy that uh, has never called plays at the Power Five level, and to my knowledge, has only called plays twice, two years, excuse me, at, at Southern Miss. So I don't know, Bo. Uh, I mean, this this schedule is a gauntlet, and oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I don't next, understand the Utah Florida State thing uh, bookending. <laughs> I, I I get the sense that you're loving this this Florida demise and the fact that they've been down for a long time. Am I right? I mean, I mean, I'd be lying if I, if I said that's untrue for sure. Okay. When were you at the University of Tennessee? Um, I grad. Let's see. Two. I graduated in two thousand nine. So I was okay. I was there during the dark days. Oh no! Sure. You had to beat. You were a student when Urban Meyer owned the league and y'all. <laughs> yeah. So you're really loving what's happened the last couple of years in tennis between Tennessee and Florida. Oh, certainly, certainly. Okay, wow! I didn't I didn't realize that you were there when Chris Leak and 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 Tebow and all those dudes mm-hmm. dudes won it. Okay, um, what what is your favorite bar or bar slash restaurant in in Knoxville or down by the river or whatever? Hmm, uh, you know there is a tequila bar Ooh. right there on the on the downtown Gay Street. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but is it is it's right across the street from the Blue Plate Special. It's where they they hold an, uh, a daily radio show there. But uh, man, that that's a good time. Anytime I walk into a tequila bar, I, I usually need help getting out. Uh, well, and we'll we'll do this again. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Patron Tequila, <laughs> uh, Patron Extra Añejo, a great partner on the show. And uh, 100% Blue Agave, Super Premium Patron Extra Añejo Tequila. I sipped on a little bit yesterday afternoon with my dog by myself on my back porch watching the U.S. Open. We're visiting with Michael Bratton. Uh, he's got a heck of a podcast, That SEC Podcast. He is uh, all in on SEC football, and he's out of Nashville over there by Vanderbilt, which evidently he's got a cool studio, and I'm, I'm going to bring him a bottle of bourbon, and we're going to do a, um, a podcast during SEC Media. Oh, I'm coming up for Kid Rock, July one at Bridgestone, Michael. There you go. I haven't, I haven't ever seen, you know, Kid Rock in concert. So I'm, I'm ex- now I'm kind of into this. For you, it's just like secondhand stuff. But <laughs> we don't have something as nice. We should. That's another long story. Uh, yeah. Here in the Jackson Metro, we should have an arena that is fantastic. But, um. When I went to Bridgestone in March, man, that place is so nice. Y'all probably take it for granted, but do you, do you still kind of when you go? Do you still go, man? This place is a sweet venue. No, it, no, it, it, it's one hell of a venue, no doubt. Uh, uh, but it's funny you say that because someone was telling me yesterday during media days when we'll all be down there, he was saying, "Oh yeah, will you be going to Beyonce? Apparently, Beyonce's in during media days." So. Imagine all those media guys and then the Beyonce crowd. I mean, it's it's going to be wild down there. Okay. That's that's pretty cool there. 
Um, how was how was your bourbon trail trip? What did you hit? <laughs> oh man, we went all over the place there. Uh, so for a little Father's Day trip with my dad. He's he's big into the bourbon as well. So uh, we went up to Kentucky. We we must have went to Buffalo Trace every day. <laughs> we went to uh, Jephthah Creek, Evan Williams, Old Forester. Uh, we went to Bullet. I really liked Bullet. That was a nice facility. Good bourbon. Um, but yeah, the Buffalo Trace one, they, they sell special bottles, but they just do, they only do limited release every morning and they don't announce what they're going to have. So you basically just got to show up to a line of 300 people there and you take what they, what they give you and then you show up tomorrow and do it all over again. So he's a huge Buffalo Trace fan. So we did that a couple of times. We also went to Four Roses. That's another really good one. Yeah, they were a partner on my show for years we're super excited to have wild turkey and russell's reserve and long branch but that's what kind of kicked us off into the bourbon game um Mm -hmm. 11 years ago i've done a show from their distillery outside of lexington in lawrenceburg and um those are good people too so i'm glad y'all had a blast my man all right what's it gonna take for somebody to take down kirby smart i mean or or are they going to walk through it again this year? Because I only I've only got Bama and LSU. Maybe I should throw in Tennessee. I'm not sure y'all are quite there yet, Michael. As far as having enough firepower to mm-hmm. get through. Now next year we won't have divisions, so you could finish number two behind Georgia, and you get to go to the SEC championship game. But uh, do you believe that there is another team that could disrupt Georgia? or teams in the SEC this year? Yeah, and, and I think that the main one to do that is possibly LSU. Um, I, I'm already on record. I've, I said it on Fine Bomb's show and set, set him and his audience off. But I think LSU is going to win it all this year, Bo. I mean, I think they're that caliber. Now, they may not be as deep as Georgia, may not even be as deep as Alabama, but their front line starters and defense, I, I would take them over anybody in the country. So, Brian Kelly said he came down here to win the championship. I think he's going to get it a year ahead of schedule. I was I was blown away, Bo, by that team, the start of the season, by the end of it. You know, the, just the progress that was made. If they can continue that, Brian Kelly's one hell of a coach. He won me over last year. Yes. I, I think he can get it done in Baton Rouge uh, this season. Now, I know that's a little bit of a bold take, but uh, – I'm telling you, one of two SEC teams returning the quarterback and the offensive coordinator, star power all across the defense, and they are another one that attacked it via the transfer portal that landed a lot of qualified players here. I think LSU is the team to keep your eye on. You know, I agree, and uh, it's probably the best program to to win at in the country Um, Mm -hmm. because uh, if Les Miles and Ed Ogeron can win there, that that's all I need to know. I mean that that's how much talent they get. They got the toughness component and all that. And now that they've got a real coach, that's a real problem for the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Bratton, his podcast, that SEC podcast, you can find it everywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. All right, what do you think about Hugh Freeze in Auburn? I think he's going to win big. How do you see it? <laughs> yeah, uh, personally, Bo, not a fan of uh, Hugh Freeze, the person, but I am a fan of Hugh Freeze, the football coach. So that's what we care about in the SEC. Uh, I mean, my my word, Bo, he, 
he took Liberty and beat Arkansas on the road last year. Yeah, I mean, how can you doubt the guy? So what he has done is nothing short of amazing via the transfer portal this offseason. Uh, Auburn is essentially going to have an entirely new offense to work with because of the pieces they've added via the transfer portal. They're one of the more intriguing teams in the league. Uh, now, their schedule is really tough early as well, while the back end is very manageable. I mean, I I think they could be going into the Iron Bowl on a three-, four-game winning streak, and I am not sold on Alabama and, and these changes they've made. I wouldn't. It would not stun me. I don't want to sit here and predict this, but it would not stun me if Auburn goes into that Iron Bowl is red hot and pulls a massive upset and beats Alabama and Nick Saban we all know Hugh Freeze, is, he's done it before. No, I agree. I actually believe that that game could be in play for Auburn. It's at Auburn. Uh, Freeze is a heck of a coach. And like you said, we're going to see what Bama's all about um, this year. We know they'll be good, but the question is, you know, and with losing Bryce Young, um, he bailed them out of a couple of games, including Texas, um, Ole Miss, and kept him in LSU in Tennessee. Uh, there was another right. one he bailed him out. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, A&M maybe. But he was he was phenomenal. All right, buddy. Um, how many days a week are you doing the pod? Every day? I mean, five days? Every day at this point, yeah. Just gearing up for the season. Right now we're doing fall camp previews where we just spend an hour plus on one team. We're going to do all 14 teams. And I think we're about four or five deep already. So, yeah, that's something for your audience to go check out. I love it. Well, I hope uh, I hope to see you at SEC Media Days and um, and jump in your studio and we'll share some bourbon and we'll talk twenty twenty three football for sure. Absolutely, sounds like a great time. Thanks for having me, Bo. Hi, buddy, Michael Bratton. His podcast, that SEC podcast out of Nashville. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Good dude. Look forward to seeing him. I'm, now I'm. Going back to Nashville on a regular basis. Going July 1 for Kid Rock, and I'm going mid-July for SEC Media Days. I mean, uh, you know, who knows what's next? I may become a, I was going to say Vanderbilt fan, but that doesn't sound fun. So what else would I, Tennessee Titans. I wish A.J. Brown was still there, but uh, Jeffrey Simmons is. So I can I can do that. I wish A.J. wasn't in the NFC East with the Cowboys. But the Philadelphia Eagles are obviously run well and the Dallas Cowboys are not and Philadelphia knows how to go and acquire talent. Speaking of how about what Cole Beasley said over the weekend that got people hot and bothered. Didn't surprise me one bit. Um, you know, Dak Prescott is a point zero 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 one percent leader. And now I want you to think about this when Dak Prescott Took the job. Um, I'm sorry. When he when he won the job his rookie year, the best wide receiver on the roster was Cole Beasley. Des Bryant was way over the hill. Jason Witten, who's a tight end, could catch it, but he fell down immediately because he was on the 17th or 18th hole too. And I like Jason. Um, I mean, I think he's slightly overrated because he played for the Cowboys. Um, and I mean, he had no break. Well, he had no playmaking 
even quickness or spe- speed's maybe not the right word, the last, I don't know how many years he played. But Cole Beasley said this on Twitter over the weekend. Somebody mentioned that C.J. Stroud's leadership has stood out for the Houston Texans at their OTAs. Cool. So Cole Beasley, former wide receiver with the Cowboys and the Bills, quote tweets it and says, Dak is by far the best leader I've played with. Dak's huddle presence is something that can't be taught. That says a lot. If this is true, then he's referring to C.J. Stroud. So Dak started 2016 as a rookie. Beasley had a, they, they had a heck of a thing going and Dallas wouldn't resign him. And it wasn't that much money. And he and, you know, he and Beasley had really, really uh, formed, created some unbelievable chemistry. And they let him go to the Buffalo Bills. But Cole Beasley said, Dak is by far the best leader I've played with. Dak's huddle presence is something that can't be taught. That does not surprise me whatsoever. That's pretty awesome. Cole Beasley has is now one of my favorite players. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. It's National Watch Day. You know, like on your wrist. So we'll dedicate that to Nick Fulton at USA Palm. Because he loves talking Rolexes. And he loves wearing a Rolex. USA Palm's mega, mega, mega store, usapalm.com.